Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Scott Cullen. Uh, you have seen my work in The Athletic and McKean's Hockey and on tsn.ca for years. Uh, and as we continue uh, through our off-season uh, reports, we have reached the New Jersey Devils, uh, working our way from the end of the alphabet to the uh, front. Uh, and so uh, the Devils, uh, they've got their hands full uh, in the Metropolitan Division, but uh, they made some, made some strides in the off-season trying to get better. Uh, and we'll see whether or not uh, that will be enough. Uh, but let's let's start things out looking at uh, the forwards. And uh, first line on left wing we get Yanni Kukkonen, uh, who was acquired from Carolina in the trade that sent Sammy Vatnin to the Hurricanes. Uh, Kukkonen's 23 years old, had 25 points in 50 games last season, which is entirely fine. That also doesn't scream first line scoring winger. So, uh, but he played a lot with Jack Hughes uh, last season, and so unless there's uh, a dramatic shift, uh, I would not be surprised if Kukkonen uh, still has that opportunity. Now at center, we have Jack Hughes. And, and while Hughes's offense hasn't exploded yet, uh, his underlying numbers were much better in his second season. So uh, I think it's, it's much more reasonable to be uh, hopeful and place expectations on Hughes going into his third NHL season. Uh, you know, he, he, even though his underlying numbers as a rookie weren't very good, there were some, there were some signs that, uh, uh, you know, in terms of zone entries and uh, creating chances, that there was some something there uh, with Hughes. I mean, as you would expect for a guy who was the first overall pick. Uh, and then last season, the underlying numbers were pretty strong. Uh, the, the scoring still hadn't caught up. But I think in this third season, uh, expectations need to be there uh, for Jack Hughes to really take a, a big step forward offensively. Uh, then the other uh, member of this top line is Yegor Sharangovich, a 23-year-old winger who really took advantage of his opportunity to play uh, significant minutes. Uh, as a rookie last season, you know the the Devils basically auditioned a bunch of guys uh, last year and gave them you know a, a chance to, to play in the National Hockey League and even play a significant role in the National Hockey League. And I don't know if anyone took uh, advantage as much as Sharon Govich. He had 10 points in his first 27 games of the season, but then he had 20 points in the next 27 games, scoring 10 goals, 10 assists uh, in in the second half of his season. Uh, and you know that that is a good launching pad, uh, and and so if if Hughes uh, you know continues to develop and Sharon Govich continues to develop, you know there might be something here. Now uh, this isn't uh, you know you're not star laden uh, with with these guys on, on uh, a top line, but uh, there's promise here, and so uh, but uh, let's check out second line where there there might be just as much if not more uh, potential offense, and so we've got Thomas Tatar. Uh, on the left wing, and, and Tatar was a healthy scratch for most of Montreal's playoff run. Uh, but even even though he was the Habs' leading scorer over the past three seasons, he had 149 points in 198 games. Um, and Tatar wasn't really in demand in free agency. It seemed he wasn't an early signing. And um, but it just you look at what the Devils have up front, and there's a real opportunity here for Thomas Tatar uh, to step in, play a big role. Uh, for the Devils, and, and maybe he ends up playing on Hughes's wing, uh, if need be. But uh, he's a skilled forward uh, who can put up some points. Uh, at center, we've got Nico Hischier. Uh, now, injuries really plagued uh, the Devils' captain last season. He only had 11 points in 21 games. Uh, the Devils obviously need much more uh, from a player they expect to be a two-way force. And, you know, they expect some offense out of Hischier, but they also expect him to be able to handle defensive assignments and uh, and win those matchups uh, and uh, and it's hard to uh, to look at what happened last season and say, well, he, he'll just need to progress from there because you, last season was kind of a, a lost cause. Uh, and so it requires a bit more of a bounce back uh, from Heashier to uh, to get there. Um, but 
I mean, the ideal world here for the Devils, and it has been for a few years, is that uh, Hughes and Heesher develop into uh, a great one-two combination down the center of the ice, and then you can kind of mix and match the wingers around them. Uh, now, on right on the right side of the second line, we've got Jesper Bratt, uh, who's been... I think an underrated skilled winger. He had 30 points in 46 games for the Devils last year, even though he only scored on 6.9% of his shots. I mean, he he's a talented guy who creates chances, can generate shots. Uh, and, you know, it, there's... Uh, among these uh, top uh, wingers here for the Devils, uh, there's a possibility that Jesper Bratt could be the one who ends up as the, the highest scorer of the group. Uh, so uh, there we are through the top six. Uh, on to the third line, where we've got Miles Wood, uh, on left wing, he's an agitator, but has great speed. Will go hard to the net and scored 17 goals in 55 games last season. Now, I, I don't know that that's uh, what you would expect uh, from Wood on, on a regular basis. I, I wouldn't count on him duplicating uh, that that scoring rate, but uh, I think he's established at this point in his career that he can use his speed uh, and be a, a secondary source of offense uh, on the third line. Uh, and then there's Pavel Zaka at center. Uh, and Zaka took a nice step forward last season, uh, and he's still only 24 years old. Seems like he's been around uh, for a long time. Uh, what happens when you get to the league when you're 19? Um, but he did have a, a career-high 17 goals and 35 points in 50 games last year. Uh, and now Zaka, be, because of the way things went last year, there were times he uh, would play a, on the wing in a more offensive role, and and I suppose he, can, he could still do that. Uh, but... Uh, I think if you're looking for some stability down the middle of the ice, it probably makes as much sense as any uh, to have Zaka anchoring the third line. He can also fill a role on the power play. Uh, and so uh, Zaka, if, if he can kind of build on on what uh, he did last season, I think that, that would be a real nice uh, step for the Devils. Now, at the third line right wing spot, I mean, this... This spot may be completely up for grabs. Uh, right now, I'm penciling in, and it's probably like with the eraser hanging over it, uh, Alexander Holtz, uh, who was the seventh pick in the 2020 draft, and he might need more development before uh, you just plug him into the Devils lineup, but maybe not. I mean, he, he's a shooter uh, and has real potential as a scorer, uh, and depending on, on the competition for that spot, it's possible. Maybe Alexander Holtz just starts the year uh, with New Jersey, uh, and but I, I recognize in, in putting him there that that's uh, a complete risk that uh, they might uh, they, they might have other options uh, to, to go in there and let Holtz you know start the season in the American Hockey League uh, kind of prove that he can score there uh, before uh, making the jump to the NHL. Uh, so now to the fourth line where we've got Andreas Janssen uh, who really struggled offensively last year just had 11 points in 50 games and yet, Play moved the right way with Janssen on the ice. And, and so I, I would not, uh, you know, and, and particularly when you get 11 points in 50 games from a guy making $3.4 million against the cap, uh, that's that's awfully frustrating. Uh, but I wouldn't completely write off Andreas Johnson. I mean, maybe move him up to the third line uh, in that spot for Holtz and, and give him a shot there. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I think that uh, there is still a chance for Andreas Johnson to, uh, to give the Devils some value. At center on the fourth line, we've got Michael McLeod. Uh, first round pick in 2016 has, has managed 20 points in 85 career NHL games, but did make some progress last season. Um, and, uh, you could at least see, a uh, a future here with, uh, McLeod handling a full-time spot in the NHL. Now, maybe it's as a fourth line center, uh, in the NHL and that, and, and you don't know that he necessarily progresses beyond that, but if he could come in and, and hold down the fourth line center spot this season, uh, then you have a chance, you know, maybe he can develop and, and move up uh, in the future. Uh, 
but Michael McLeod uh, does seem like he should have that fourth line center spot. Now, on the right side and on the fourth line, uh, as, you, as you might imagine, if I have questions about the, the right wing spot on the third line, well, right wing on the fourth line is hardly uh, a lockdown, but maybe Jesper Boquist. Uh, you know, he's a prospect battling for uh, a spot. He has 11 points in 63 NHL games, so he hasn't exactly locked down uh, an NHL job. Uh, and this is where uh, the competition for uh, positions is really going to kind of rear its uh, rear its ugly head for the Devils, I guess, is you're going to have uh, prospects like Nolan Foote and Tice Thompson, maybe Marion Studenich, uh, and then you've got... Um, uh, pros who are who are on invites. Uh, you got Jimmy VC, Mark Jankowski, Frederick Goche. Any of those guys uh, manage to to earn a spot uh, with the Devils. Uh, that kind of changes up the uh, the calculation. Now, I, certainly, if you're a guy like Jimmy VC uh, and you're looking for a team where you might be able to to earn uh, a spot, the Devil is not a bad one to try. Uh, and you know, but he, he's going to have to battle with other prospects uh, and and sort of prove that he it makes more sense for the Devils to to get that current value rather than just you know running their young players and giving them the reps uh, in, in in the top twelve uh, of their forwards. So uh, when you look at this group overall, there's still lots of potential. I mean, certainly if Hughes and Heischer uh, can take a step forward, that will go a long way uh, towards answering questions about the Devils forwards. But there are still lots of uh, areas where you'd think that they can get better uh, and, and probably need to get better if they're going to be contenders and uh, at least compete for a playoff spot uh, in the, the Metropolitan Division. Because you go through the teams at the top of the Metropolitan Division, not a lot of holes, uh, in, in certainly when you go through their top forwards. Uh, and in the case of the Devils, yeah, there's some potential and, and you can hope for some of these young guys to develop. Uh, but really, until you have Hughes and Heischer performing at a, at a sufficiently high level, uh, the Devils are going to be kind of fighting uphill in those matchups. So when we come back, we will look at uh, defense uh, and goaltending uh, and see if there are maybe uh, some, some better uh, answers there for the Devils. All right, hockey fans, now I'm going to give you the inside track on fantasy hockey. It's Fantrax. Fantrax is free. NHL Fantasy Hockey League Manager is the most customizable, easy-to-use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. Sign up for free today and as a special offer for locked-on fantasy hockey fans, you will be entered to win an official NHL-signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash LockedOn and sign up. The top dynasty fantasy hockey platform in the industry, Fantrax, is the most customizable fantasy platform offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Go deep with the ultimate keeper and dynasty leagues. Create a simple redraft league or even a customizable best ball league with up to 2,000 teams. Coming from another service, Fantrax can import your current leagues and customize if needed. Ever have a trade go wrong or make a mistake in dropping a player? If you've had leagues on Yahoo or ESPN, migrate to Fantrax for a better experience. Fantrax Commissioner Tools allow you to undo any move with one simple click. Among the most trusted names in fantasy sports since 2008, offering hockey, football, baseball, basketball, college basketball, college football, golf, soccer, and NASCAR. If there's anything lacking in your current fantasy league manager, Fantrax likely has it. Fantasy sports doesn't sleep, and neither does Fantrax with seasons running 365 days a year. There's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax make it the permanent home for all of their fantasy leagues. Again, sign up for free today and be entered to win an official NHL-signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash LockedOn and sign up today. That's Fantrax.com slash LockedOn. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. 
Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Okay, let's check things out on the blue line for the New Jersey Devils. We'll start with, uh, on the left side of the top pair, Ty Smith. He's coming off a solid showing as a rookie. Uh, the 2018 first round pick at 23 points in 48 games. Uh, and... You you could look at uh, Smith's rookie season, and there were you know some good, some bad, uh, but you could see the promise there that as a puck moving defenseman, uh, he can play uh, a significant role for them uh, moving forward. Uh, but he's probably not ready to be a, a number one guy uh, on your defense, which is uh, great because the Devils went out and made big free agent signing of the offseason, getting Dougie Hamilton. Uh, you know Hamilton was the big ticket on the free agent market. He's a dynamic, playmaking, shot-generating defenseman, and he is capable of being a number, a legit number one guy. Uh, Hamilton has put up dominant results for about five years running uh, now, and and now he's going to face uh, maybe a different kind of pressure uh, for a rebuilding franchise where uh, he is very clearly the number one uh, option on their defense, uh, and. You know, this is what happens when you pay big money for a free agent. You come with expectations, uh, but Hamilton should make a difference here uh, for the Devils. Uh, the second pair, on the left side, we got Ryan Graves, uh, who was acquired from the Colorado Avalanche, uh, and kind of the Devils taking advantage of, of an opportunity here before the expansion draft. Uh, the Avalanche were not going to be able to protect Graves, uh, and so uh, they sent Mikhail Maltsev out to Colorado. Uh, and uh, the Devils get a, a proven defensive defenseman. Now, uh, Graves has only had a couple uh, of seasons uh, with Colorado, but has good size uh, and should add some stability to, to the Devils' blue line. Uh, and so on the on the second pair on the right side, this is kind of up for grabs, I guess. But right now I'll go with P.K. Subban, uh, who he's a former star, I guess we have to describe him uh, at this point, because his play has dropped off. Uh, in recent years, and uh, there's there's really not much denying that that's the case. Um, and you know, if you if you he's three years uh, since he was last a Norris Trophy finalist, uh, and in his two seasons with the Devils, uh, New Jersey's been outscored 92 to 59 uh, with Subban on the ice. So uh, th- they definitely need better than that um, uh, from Subban. And now uh, Dougie Hamilton's arrival could take some pressure off. Uh, Subban and at the same time Subban uh, is entering the final season uh, of a contract uh, that has a nine million dollar salary cap hit and if the Devils aren't in contention uh, you know heading towards the playoffs then you could very easily see uh, Subban as as a uh, trade chip uh, for them to use Uh, and but I think there's there's an opportunity here for Subban if if the Devils as a team um, are you know ready to at least be more competitive uh, that Subban uh, can help help along that path, uh, and, and he can have a better season um, individually. Uh, so to the third pair, on the left side, we got Jonas Siegenthaler, uh, who was acquired from Washington and has shown some promise as, as a defensive uh, blue liner, a guy who can kill some penalties, uh, add, a, add a bit of uh, you know size and, and strength uh, back there. Not flashy, which is fine. They have enough guys who can, who can wheel with the puck. 
uh, but Siegenthaler uh, will add uh, a bit of a rock-solid defender. Uh, and then on the third pair, and this is why I kind of say that second pair right defense is up for grabs, uh, is that Damon Severson could very well be the one playing in the top four, and P.K. Subban could be down on the third pair um, if Subban's not playing well. Uh, and particularly because Severson had a really strong season in 2021. Uh, and and if he kind of continues to, to play like that, it would be hard to, uh, to leave him on the, on the third pair. Uh, but overall, if you look at this group for the Devils, it's better than what they've had. Uh, and, uh, and so ob- obviously Dougie Hamilton has a chance to be a difference maker. But if Graves and Siegenthaler uh, just add some stability back there, um, you know, they don't have to be flashy, but just, you know, n- minimize the mistakes, uh, then uh, that gives the, the Devils a bit more of a chance. Now, uh, while it looks like, say, through the top six, the, the depth is pretty strong for the Devils, beyond that, is, is it's pretty thin. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of the extras who are competing for jobs, probably Christian Yaros, uh, who's been a, a fringy NHLer uh, for a bit, uh, mostly with Ottawa, uh, and then Kevin Ball, uh, the prospect who got into some games late last season uh, with New Jersey, he came over from uh, from Arizona as part of the Taylor Hall deal. Uh, but you know, neither of those guys are have established themselves really as as guys you would expect to play regularly in the NHL. So if they end up as a seventh or eighth defenseman, um, okay, but that doesn't necessarily put a lot of pressure on the guys who are in the top six. Um, so overall, as I said, it's still it's probably a better defensive group than they've had for a while. Um, and, and does give uh, New Jersey a, a chance to be more competitive. So uh, let's take a look at their goaltending, and we start with Mackenzie Blackwood. He's a 24-year-old who has had some good moments uh, so far in his career, but uh, probably also had to play a bit more than was anticipated last season. You know, the Devils went out and got, they got Corey Crawford, uh, and I think they really had expectations that Crawford and, and Blackwood would split time, uh, and then Crawford retired shortly before the start of the season. Uh, and in an ideal world, uh, Blackwood would, would just show that he could be a legit starter and, and it wouldn't uh, matter so much. I mean, he has a 9-11 save percentage in 105 career games. That is is passable uh, for a starting goaltender. But, um, you know, last season it was 9 2 that, that is not so uh, acceptable uh, as a starting goaltender. And so uh, if Blackwood can establish that, yes, he, he's... Uh, uh, at least an average starting goaltender, maybe a, uh, above average starting goaltender, then great. Uh, but if not, the Devils have, have addressed that concern and they have uh, a much more uh, capable tandem in, in goal after they signed Jonathan Bernier. Uh, now, Bernier has kind of mostly been part of a tandem in Detroit the past three seasons. Uh, for his career, he has a 913 save percentage, so that makes him a little bit above average. Um, but I mean, there's an opportunity here that Bernier, he could end up uh, as the starting goaltender uh, for New Jersey. And I mean, this for, for fantasy purposes becomes a real com- complicating issue is that you don't really know who's going to uh, have the bulk of the starts uh, in New Jersey. And it's quite possible that, you know, both guys split uh, time and you don't have a clear number one. Uh, I think, you know, in the long run, if you're New Jersey, you probably prefer that your 24-year-old is the guy who establishes he can be a starter. Uh, but I, I think by bringing in Bernier and, and giving him, you know, significant money, uh, the Devils are prepared uh, that in, in the short term, if they need a goaltender uh, uh, who's a little bit more reliable, Jonathan Bernier will get uh, the opportunities. And so um, that... Uh, I think that if you look at the defense and the goaltending, you're looking at the Devils probably becoming more competitive. Uh, now, I, I still think that uh, you're, they're going to need um, the firepower up front. You're going to need those young forwards to develop uh, for it to really matter. 
Like I don't think that uh, the goaltending and defense is going to be, you know, strong enough to just carry them uh, despite uh, mediocre or worse um, offense. Uh, but if uh, if you give them the the kind of foundation where the the defense and goaltending is at least solid and and not a uh, a challenge for you every night, uh, then maybe uh, if the offense develops the. Uh, the Devils will have a chance. Uh, so that's kind of where we are as we head through uh, the roster uh, of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, then we're going to uh, take a look at uh, special teams, prospects, uh, and then kind of come to a decision on, on what we expect uh, from the New Jersey Devils this season. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have so many delicious flavors. That includes coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. The salted caramel is my favorite, but that is such a great variety. There's something for everyone there. Uh, and when you have those great flavors, you cover them 100% chocolate, so it tastes great. Uh, and not only does it taste great, Built Bars are healthy too. Built Bars are loaded with protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs. They are the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So as we head to uh, the special teams of the New Jersey Devils, we look at the power play uh, that... Over the past three seasons, during five-on-four play, they ranked 25th in shots per 60, 48.3. They ranked 21st in expected goals per 60, 5.96. And 26th in actual goals per 60, 5.54. Well, all of this sounds like a power play that desperately uh, needs change, needs help, needs to be better. Uh, And so Dougie Hamilton, come on down. Uh, They're definitely going to need Hamilton to be uh, a factor there. And you're going to need Heashier and Hughes. Uh, They need to be able to generate more. Uh, offensively with the man advantage. Uh, but you just, none of these numbers are really acceptable. You're not generating enough shots, uh, not generating enough quality shots, and you're not finishing. So uh, fairly dramatic change is in order uh, for the New Jersey power play if they're going to uh, compete for a playoff spot. Now, the penalty kill, on the other hand, uh, has been fairly strong uh, over the past three years during four-on-five play. They rank fifth in shot attempts against per 60 at 85.1, fourth in shots against per 60 at 46.1, 8th in expected goals against per 60, 5.89. Now, 14th in actual goals against per 60, 6.63. And so, in in some respects, I think you might pin some blame on goaltending for for that because the... uh, the rate of shots against and the quality of shots against is, is still very good, uh, but the the actual goals against uh, ends up being fairly mediocre. Uh, and and honestly, if you're the Devils, you can you can survive mediocre, uh, but you you certainly need uh, when, when it comes to the power play, that's not even mediocre. So it ha- that has to get better. Uh, the penalty killing, sure, you would like the goal goals against to be a little bit lower, uh, but the foundation of it uh, in terms of allowing uh, a, a low rate of shots and, and a relatively low quality shots, uh, that's encouraging. Uh, and so uh, I think the, the obvious sign here, uh, and this kind of goes to the, the argument we were making before, is that uh, the Devils need to generate more offense, uh, and certainly the power play is a good way to get that started. Uh, what remaining needs uh, do New Jersey Devils have right now? And uh, I, I suppose I could say forward depth, uh, but I think it, it works the other way. Uh, with the Devils, is that they they need to improve things at the top end uh, of their forward depth chart. You can kind of mix and match uh, players for for their fourth line, Uh, but I think when when you're running uh, Yanni Kukunen and Yegor Sharangovich, um, you know, guys who who are promising and have shown some skill, uh, but they're not exactly proven top-line scorers uh, in the National Hockey League, and and so there there comes some risk uh, with, with those kinds of players, and 
in those roles. Uh, and so I, I think at, at some point, if the Devils are, are competitive this year and, and maybe they're in the hunt for a playoff spot, uh, they'll, be on, they'll be on the lookout uh, for uh, a more proven uh, scoring talent. But uh, I think you, you can tell that they've addressed uh, the goaltending. They've addressed uh, their defense. Uh, and I, I'm, if, if we're looking at areas that still need, uh, you know, maybe a player or two, uh, forward talent is kind of front and center now. Uh, so let's look at the prospects uh, that may have an impact for the Devils this year. And part of the reason that there may be, you know, some, I guess, questions about their forward talent is that they have some prospects that are kind of knocking on the door. And and maybe if you're the Devils, you don't want to block their path. Uh, and so let's start with right winger Alexander Holtz. Uh, now Holtz, he's still very young, uh, but he had eight, 18 points in 40 games for your garden. Uh, in the Swedish Hockey League last year. Then came over to Binghamton, the American Hockey League. Now, he only had three points in 10 games for Binghamton, so he didn't exactly uh, light the league on fire right away. Uh, but I think you have to uh, you know, look at a guy who was, who was the seventh overall pick uh, in, in 2020 and, and recognize that uh, he, he has uh, shooting talent uh, that would, uh, you know, gives him real upside for the National Hockey League. It just, the question is whether that's going to be this season or uh, maybe it's partway through this season. Um, but, uh, so there is, there is some, you know, question about how, how big Alexander Holtz's role is going to be this year. Uh, by the same token, right when you're Dawson Mercer, uh, who uh, is in the same boat, I guess, is that uh, maybe he, he doesn't start the season with the Devils, but you never know. Maybe, you know, given the uh, the potential openings uh, on that right side uh, that uh, maybe Dawson Mercer, uh, you know, forces his way into the discussion. Played for Chikudemi in the Quebec Major Junior League last year, had 36 points in 23 games. Uh, and so, and, and Mercer just kind of steadily improved throughout his junior career. Uh, so I think there's, you know, lots of reason to be optimistic about Holtz and Mercer in the long run. The question is uh, whether, you know, they're ready to do it right away uh, for the Devils. Uh, then we got left winger Nolan Foote. Uh, who uh, would certainly add some size uh, if you're looking to plug that into the lineup. And, and Foot uh, had 17 points in 24 games uh, for Binghamton, the American Hockey League last year. Had a couple of points in six games for the Devils. Uh, could very easily uh, be in the mix, uh, even even if it meant uh, that he was going to be a 13th forward to start the season. And uh, you know you could still find uh, plenty of opportunity for him to play in that role. Uh, then we've got defenseman Kevin Ball. Uh, as I mentioned, he came over in the Taylor Hall trade uh, with Arizona. Uh, Ball had five points in 27 games in the American Hockey League last year. Got into seven games uh, with New Jersey. Picked up a couple of assists. But he's like 6'6", 225 pounds. He's huge. Uh, and so you're not really looking for uh, Kevin Ball to uh, you know lead your offense. You're looking for him to you know be a shutdown guy. That that's what the the hope is that he can develop into. Uh, you know, just a, a huge uh, physical presence that uh, that makes it really tough uh, for the other team's top players to, to create chances. Uh, then uh, we have right winger Tice Thompson, uh, who started last season with Providence in, in the NCAA, had 25 points in 25 games there. Uh, then he went to Binghamton, the American Hockey League. He had four points in 11 games there. Uh, and then uh, got into seven games with the Devils at the end of the season, picked up one assist. Uh, and Thompson probably needs uh, a season in the American Hockey League to develop, but... Uh, and, th- and that goes for, you know, a few of these guys that, um, you know, maybe they need uh, some time to develop in the American Hockey League, but maybe, uh, you know, one or two of these guys forces their way right into the, uh, the Devils lineup off the start. Uh, and, you know, that, that's sort of the challenge here with the Devils having uh, a few pros on, on, uh, on tryouts. 
uh, is that it gives them a little bit of insurance if these if the teenagers and, and really young prospects if they're not quite ready um, and and if they are ready well then great you know because you have certainly very high long-term hopes for Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer if it turns out that you know maybe they maybe they need uh, some time in the American Hockey League well then uh, that opens things up for uh, for either other prospects or um, the, the guys who are on pro tryouts. Uh, and then one more uh, prospect who, who you know could find his way into uh, the Devils lineup is defenseman Riley Walsh, uh, who had 15 points in 33 games for Binghamton in the American Hockey League last year. He's an undersized but uh, puck-moving defenseman uh, who, you know, I, I think on, on one hand, if... Uh, if the Devils decide they need, you know, some some size and, and physical play, Kevin Ball's their uh, uh, their option. Uh, if they need a puck mover who can uh, kind of keep the pace of play going, Riley Walsh uh, is the defenseman that they would most likely consider. Uh, and so, you know, as you might expect for a team that's been rebuilding like the Devils, um, there are some there are some very encouraging young players here. Uh, and I guess the question for for this season is just, you know, whether they're ready to com- uh, you know contribute uh, right away. Uh, or whether it's just going to take uh, some time for them to continue developing first. So what are the Devils? Are they a playoff team? Championship contender? Playoff contender? Um, they should be better uh, this year, but it's also a pretty long climb to go from where they were last season to, to making the playoffs. You know, Dougie Hamilton's going to help. Jonathan Bernier should help. Thomas Tatar should help. Uh, but I think what the, the bottom line for the Devils is they need Jack Hughes, Nico Heeshear, uh, to take their games up a notch. And, and that... Um, is kind of their most likely path uh, to becoming contenders. Uh, and it could happen this season. Uh, but uh, if you had to, to guess, it might seem more realistic uh, that those two are kind of anchoring uh, a real strong team. Uh, that might be a year from now. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I wouldn't completely write off the Devils, but given the, you know, the quality of the teams in their division, I think they're, uh, they're probably uh, on the outside looking in uh, this coming season, but we'll we'll see what kind of progress they make. Uh, the, the they at least made a a real tangible effort uh, to improve in the off season, uh, and maybe maybe it will be enough uh, to close the gap with the the other teams uh, in the in the metropolitan. And if you know if the the newcomers kind of help add some stability and and make the team competitive, and then Hughes and Heeshear, um, you know take that next step in their development, you know maybe uh, the New Jersey Devils will be be in the playoff hunt. So uh, that will do it for today. Uh, we will continue uh, doing these uh, off-season reports. I think we've got the Nashville Predators are coming up next. Uh, also, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. Seasons are winding down, uh, but uh, we're still going to have lots of uh, fun and analysis. And uh, as we head, you know, through the playoffs into the off-season, uh, we'll still be churning out uh, fantasy baseball content there. Uh, so. Uh, listen to uh, these podcasts on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. And betting on the National Hockey League doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.